Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. The Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all the usual social media outlets. Do your bit to support us on Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Twitter, Twitch and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Give us a like, share, subscribe and join our flourishing community of not just wrestling fans, but gamers, podcasters, musicians and more. Hello, welcome to the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. My name is Jay, joined by Aaron. How are you, mate? I'm all right. How's it going? Okay. It's. I, I'm ready to have some drinks tonight. That's for sure. Yeah, I bet, mate. I bet. Okay. Especially after we've after we've got to talk about Raw again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that did. Tra- tra- drive a man to a alcoholism workshop. What the hell? Um, <laughs> Yeah, so, it has before, to watch it twice, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get into it, um, if you want to tell us what you thought about both Raw and SmackDown, you can find us on social media over at Untitled Wrestling Podcast on Facebook or Untitled Wrestling on uh, Twitter or Discord. Um, before we do get started, Aaron, you got anything you'd like to add? I've had... Tidbits all my life, and I've never felt trinkets before. <laughs> yes, I swear, this is true. This is tidbits and trinkets for you. Got it all in there. Oh, I got it all in there, mate. <laughs> don't, don't need the jingle when you sing your own. <laughs> Getting good at this. <laughs> Debatable. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> uh, 21st and 22nd of May we're doing today, so uh, quite a few birthdays, 21st. Uh, 1952, some say the only reason wrestling's a mainstream thing, Mr. T is born. Uh, WrestleMania won if it wasn't for him being there. If Kane hadn't stopped him, he'd still be doing his fucking Hall of Fame speech. <laughs> um. In 1964, I've not got anything funny to say, a uh, woman is born, which is Nancy Benoit. Yeah. Yep. Uh, 1967, oh, he's sweet, but he's psycho, or so women thought, Chris Benoit is born. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> um, in 1980, well, I, the two of them have the exact same birthday. Is that no weird? That's- that is quite odd. That is quite weird, that. isn't it? <laughs> I mean, it's it's not unheard of, mate. It's it's still weird. I I I know um a couple whose birthdays like the day like the day and the day after. Nah, you're alright. Yeah. Nah. You should get present. Yeah, it's like buy, buying yourself a present. It's no like worth having it. your having your birthday on Christmas. People exactly. Just go, oh, this is for both. <laughs> Exactly. Um, 1982, he fought a sex doll once in DDT. Koto is born. Oh, nice. Uh, see. Uh, and in oh. 1980... Oh, sorry. I just said handsome Koto. 
Oh, handsome Kota. Okay. Yeah. In 1983, she traded her blue pants for a library book. Leva Bates is born. Nice. Um, it will go to pay-per-views now. 2000, WWF presents Judgment Day. Do you have memories of this one? Because I looked through this card and went, I might go watch this. I, I remember the main event quite yeah. fondly. Yeah. The main event was good until the Attitude Era finish. Well, yeah. Um, um, obviously, we were re-watching Attitude Era, so I'm contemplating just watching it myself. And then are you wait to no, we're still in 99. We've just we've just got the corporate ministry and the union and let me tell you, pal, you're quite a ways away then from where you're supposed to get to. I know, I know. Um yeah, I, I I can't remember much else from like the undercard, but I remember the main event quite vividly. Well, well, Jay. Out of the cards we've got for our tidbits, this is the best one, okay? So okay. <laughs> uh, Two Cool beat Team ECK in a six-man tag. So Two Cool being Grandmaster Sexy, Rikishi and Scotty Tuhoti against Edge, Christian and Kurt Angle. Uh, I recall that match. I don't recall if it was good, though. It, it had nine minutes on the time, so I couldn't tell you. I mean, um, based who's in it, it probably was pretty fun. Exactly. Um, Eddie Guerrero retained the European title versus Di Malenko and Perry Saturn. Um, I... Again, do not remember that much happening. <laughs> Again, it does sound promising, though. <laughs> but it does sound very good. Um, here's a match I remember. Uh, Shane McMahon beat the Big Show in a Falls Count Anywhere. I don't even remember that. Was that one Shane jumped off onto Big Show? Yeah, it's that one. Yeah. Or was that the last man standing match? No, because he got a pin from it. Okay. Because it was the one where he got like his arm over him. When he landed, because I, I thought I thought the last because the last man standing match he hits the elbow and then test like gets like the boom and holds Shane up with the boom mic. Yeah. So I thought it was that. Fair enough. Uh, Chris Benoit beat Chris Jericho to retain the Intercontinental Title in a submission match. That's a very good match. I remember that. Uh, DX being Road Dogg and X Pack beat the Dudleys in a tables match. Um, no recollection of that. So I'm gonna have to go back and watch this pay for myself. I see all these matches seem like I see the only thing that stuck with me was the disappointment from the finish of the main event. Well, why don't we get on to that then? Yeah. Um, Triple H beat The Rock six to five in a 60 minute Iron Man match to reta- to win the WWF title. This is the match where big American badass Undertaker debuts. Yeah. And The Rock had had the belt for like a month, which was why I was so upset because it was like, here's me, like little little Jay, little twelve year old Jay, thinking, oh, this is this is good. The Rock's champion finally. Gonna, I, I hope he holds it forever. And then like a month later, Triple H had it back. I was like, oh. <laughs> fantastic. Here we go again. Then, Undertaker had the motorbike, so that was cool. Yeah, like he he brings that badass character for the first time. It was from injury, wasn't it? That he came. It back. was, but yeah. also because he looked fuck all like the Undertaker. Half the fans didn't realize it was him. Yeah, he, he just looked like what he would wear on a night. Basically, <laughs> he looked like yeah, he looked like Mark Calloway on his day off. <laughs> he was like in TNA when they had Sting come back as Steve Borden for a night. Eh. Uh, 
In 2017, we're jumping. Uh, WWE presents Backlash. Uh, it seems all right, but again, it's a Backlash pay-per-view. So. 2017. Yeah. Uh, WWE, what I've just said what it was. Why am I repeating myself? Uh, the first match, Nakamura debuts his debut match against Dolph Ziggler. I remember that being really disappointing. I, I can't even remember anything from it, to I, be honest. I'm pretty sure, because what wasn't it where everyone was like expecting Nakamura? Not to, not to squash Dolph, but to like to look quite dominant against them and basically kind of like look didn't look like Nakamura. He looked like a guy who just kind of like luckily beat Dolph Ziggler after he had his finisher. He looks like a guy Vince McMahon brought up from NXT. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, if I remember rightly, I'm pretty sure Dolph got like more offense in the Nakamura, and everyone was like, "What?" Probably he's just the... he's just been holding his own with Samoa Joe like it was nothing in NXT, and now he's struggling to beat fucking Dolph. Come on now, that's a leap from developmental to main roster, mate. It is. That's what that, that, is. <laughs> that was that was arguably the first really bad call up, wasn't it? Like from NXT. Yeah. To be fair, yeah, I think so. Everyone else got pushed. Poor Shinsuke. Uh, Sami Zayn beat Baron Corbin. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, the card stinks a little. Usos retained the tag titles versus Brizango. Um, I remember that being quite good, wasn't that the one where uh, Tyler Breeze was dressed as, like, a janitor? Oh, and an old lady as well, is it? And an old, old lady. lady. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the Usos were like a just turned heel and were getting proper angry at Tyler Breeze. Yeah. Uh, Natalia, Tamina, and Carmella beat Becky Lynch, Charlotte, and Naomi. Why? I don't know why that's a thing, but okay. Um, Kevin Owens beat AJ Styles to retain the United States title. Um, okay. Luke Harper beat Eric Rowan. And in the main event, Jinder Mahal beat Randy Orton to become new WWE champion. Friend, friend of the podcast, Phil Lindsay, was in the crowd for that. He, he brought he brought it up and he was like, I, I can't believe I'm remembering this. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, imagine got so, being there. He, he got so upset bringing it up. Please don't have to bring it up, mate. It, it brought Lesnar Taker all over again. <laughs> Tell me about it. Uh, we'll go to the 22nd now. Uh, in 1962, do birthdays. Vince made his wife do a promo the day after he died. Brian Pillman is born. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> if you don't know what I'm on about, go watch Dark Side of the Ring. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> In 1950, in 1950, 1975, uh, the knockout law, Tracy Brooks is born. Do you wife. Yeah, do you remember the knockout law where she became in charge and she was like... Don't worry about it, <laughs> In 1981, I, 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 Daniel Bryan is born. Happy 40th birthday, Daniel Bryan. Right. Uh, in 1988, um, she was in this year's Royal Rumble. Who knew? Uh, Santana Garrett is born. Because <laughs> <laughs> she was the one that came out and everyone was like, who? 
Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I see when I tried to like find a line and I was looking for her, I was like, I'm sure she was in a rumble. Was it the one we went to in Texas? Was it that one looking for it? No, it wasn't that one. Oh, it was this year's, was it? Okay. Mm. Was it she in the uh, May Young Classic as well? I think she was in the second one, yeah. Second one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and the last birthday on the same day, 1988, uh, his finisher used to be called Black Coffee. Joe Coffee is born. Why was it called Black Coffee? Because his name was Joe Coffee, so he just called it Black Coffee. Was it Was it the Discus Lariat? Yeah. Okay. What does he call I it now? Does he call it something the, else? All the best for the bells. Ah, well, yeah, it used to be called the Black Coffee. Which is shite. It used to be called Black Coffee. Ka- kind of sums up Joe Coffee in it, NXT UK, to be honest. Just a bit <laughs> yeah. shite. He, he's not really the Iron Man or the Iron King anymore, is he? <laughs> no. They're, they're, they're literally just a bunch of Rowdy Rangers fans at this point. Uh, yep. Sad, but true. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's the gimmick. <laughs> And in 2010, finally, WWE presents Over the Limit. Nothing screams out woo like a pay-per-view called Over the Limit in history. A C-list pay-per-view. <laughs> um, R-Truth beat Rey Mysterio. Uh, Ezekiel Jackson beat Barrett by DQ in a match for the IC title. Sin Cara beat Chavo. We're halfway through. Is this pulling you in yet, Jay? No, mate. <laughs> Big Show and Kane retained the tag titles versus CM Punk and Mason Ryan. Fucking hell. <laughs> Remember Mason Ryan? The, the, <laughs> thing, the sad thing is, is I probably stayed up and watched this pay-per-view as well. No thanks. Yeah. Uh, Big, Show, Big Show and Kane being fucking tag champs in 2010. When the fuck did that happen? I remember that. I, I remember their 2006 they, run. <laughs> yeah, it was because it wasn't see no evil, the see no evil thing. Pass. <laughs> no, because this is after May May nineteenth. Exactly. It was May twenty second. A whole year before, fucking no. I do remember them having the tag titles around the time. I just don't recall ah. how and how and how long they had them for. Uh, Brie Bella retained the Divas title versus Kelly Kelly. Fuck me. Oh, well. Five star classic, that. <laughs> N- or- Nelson broke a scale for it, head. What, going down the way? <laughs> uh, Orton retained the world title versus Christian. Uh, I think that was quite good. Wasn't one of them a stinker out there, like three matches? Yeah, and Orton won that one, so could win that. It might have been this one then. What well, I know one of them was a stinker. I'm gonna tell you which one though. Yeah, I couldn't tell you which one means. Uh, not the money in the bank one, that's all right. I, I quite enjoy that one. That the uh, one where Christian got on to kick him in the dick. Yeah, that was that one. Yeah, that was quite a good match. Uh, so going on top of the world title match, Jerry Lawler beat Michael Cole in a kiss my foot match. <laughs> <laughs> Christ alive. Oh, and 
Finally, just to talk this magnificent card off, John Cena retained the WWE title in an I Quit match versus The Miz. See, that sounds like it could be okay. Alex Riley was also there. Well, never mind. <laughs> um. uh, that is my tidbits. If you want more, you can follow on Title Dress Pod on the Twitter. And then you'll see them all one every day. Ones that don't even get said on the fucking podcast. Yeah. Really um, scraped the barrel today, weren't we, Wait. Yeah, we really scraped the barrel. <laughs> I've not even done one for Twitter today, and I need to find something different. <laughs> oh, man. Don't worry about well, it. I'll be fine. I'll find something. Find something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure of that. Right, Chile. Do you want to tell us what happened on Raw then, mate? From one um, bad thing to another. Aye. Right. Let's go. Square go, pal. Square go, pal. 24 hours after Batlash. Are we ready? This is what gets you going after a pay-per-view. That's fucking shite. Oh. Uh, starting off MVP and Lashley, basically issuing an open challenge. Uh, Lashley comes out with like a group of women. Aye, as three like, women. Aye. Lashley comes out ch- channeling is a, in a Ric Flair this week. He just all suited and booted. I, I'm, I'm shocked Lashley hasn't <laughs> started booing yet and coming out in brogues. To be fair, can his voice <laughs> actually woo? <laughs> he's got quite a high-pitched voice. Like, I'm Bobby Lashley. Soft-spoken and hard-hitting. Eh... Uh, Basically, an open challenge. They've said anyone's up for an open challenge or fight with Bobby Lashley, um, excluding uh, Braun and Drew. Yeah, well, Drew come. Drew comes out to answer, doesn't he? And uh, yeah. and then MVP is like, "Well, back of the line, pal." <laughs> yeah, basically. What he uh, should be saying. Basically, in response to the exclusion, McIntyre wasted a little time knocking the title holder out. The squared circle. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll go to our next one, the first match of the night, AJ Styles versus Elias. This yeah. was a very odd inclusion. Yeah. Like, was it? Were, are we meant to cheer Elias and Omos now? That's... I, I mean, whoa, 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 and Omos. And Omos. Omos is like one of the most over guys in the company move. Well, I know, but they're still meant to be Cunt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, basically, one half of the Raw Tag Team Champs uh, against Elias, because that's what we want. Uh, basically, it just it's a quick match. doesn't last long. Comes to an yeah. abrupt end. You don't miss much during the match. When comes to an they, end with Jackson Riker. This might have been one of the worst matches AJ's had in WWE. Yeah. It was... Even though it was short, it was a and it's it's like I I don't I don't like obviously because it's like a cooperative thing I don't like blaming other people but come on to lies yeah um, basically good good to see good to see the upgrade of them on SmackDown this week yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jackson Riker knocked AJ Styles off the apron he was set to hit the, when he was set to hit the phenomenal forearm the interference left Styles. A personal henchman almost fuming and 
basically almost Riker out of the out of the Thunderdome. Yeah. Um, did you hear the fucking bell ring at the start of the match and Elias is on the like outside of the apron? No, he's not even in he's not even in the ring yet, and the bell rings and then Elias is like shit, I better get in there. <laughs> Fucking hell. They don't even know their rules, do they? <laughs> Jesus wept. Uh, and we'll go to Riddle and New Day backstage. Um, I don't have much notes for this. Uh, something about a pigeon with a vest and a two-headed snake. Shite in it, mate. Just all yeah. shite. Or- Orton appears. He's not sorry for what he did last week. Kofi mentions, wow, a reptile dysfunction. Get it? Because he's, he's a viper. Uh, uh, puns. He, he, I like he it. Need, he needs to get this riddle stink off Orton in the new day. Yeah, basically. That's exactly what they need. Start, they're starting to go down to his dumbass level. Yeah, wholeheartedly agree. Can't fucking stand him. He's so annoying. Uh, basically, Riddle and Orton keep arguing. End up booking a match between Orton and Kofi. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Yeah. Uh, and then Alexa's playground happens where Alexa uh, Bliss. Oh. Did Aaron Jr. manage to get Lily's phone number? No, Uran Jr. didn't get a reply back. What's it's up? a shame. What? What? Probably what for the best, bitch. mate. Probably for the best. He, he told but... me he was into all that spooky bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> she might, she might bite his head off. Oh, that's what he wants. <laughs> um, yeah, Alexa's playground. Uh, Basically, Alexa Bliss will really welcome the new women's tag team champions, Natalia and Tamina, into I, the playground. I quite like the way Tamina was just like having none of it. Like, yeah. Alexa kept being like all spooky bollocks, and Tamina was like, if you don't stop being weird, I'm going to just punch you. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, what's your favorite color? And Tamina was like, black and blue. That's Which will look like. great on your face. Yeah. <laughs> I love. I read something as well that Tamina's apparently getting pushed because, like, she got like a massive pop at WrestleMania. That's just that's just awesome. Quite fucking right. I'm I'm fucking made up for it because she's like she is. She's definitely like improved a lot. Yeah. Last like year or so, and I I was ready to see that fucking like lunatic gimmick she was gonna do. Even um, last year when COVID happened at Mania and there was no crowd. Like she was fighting Bailey for the title. Everyone was going nuts for her on Twitter and I say Twitter like I was on it last year. Like on the internet, yeah. just going absolutely mad for Tamina. Yeah. Um Lily likes dead bugs because they collect them. Aye, cool. Uh, Alexa and Lily will be watching the tag title match later on. Or should we keep an eye on it anyway? She um she said as well, she kind of like explicitly said that um, Lily likes Tamina and Natalia because they beat up Reginald. Yeah. Why Reginald specifically? So, I, I'm, I'm hoping we're not going to get an Alexa Bliss feud with Reginald. I really hope, but it's it's raw, so expect the worst. My, my issue is with Alexa, I can't really see her in an actual like title feud. I... Her gimmick. I wouldn't be surprised that 
if they like brought if they had like a women's wrestler as Lily. Yeah, like they tried to do with Sister Abigail, and they tried yeah. to do with. <laughs> but like, if if they had like Alexa either manage or tag with Lily, yeah, and that's why they've kind of got to go and after Shane and Nia. I mean, if it splits Shane and Nia up, that's fine. That's all. More than that, we are fucking. I, I I I just want Shane <laughs> Baszler to be choking people out and fucking winning matches. Oh, more on more, that later. More on that fuck, later. Fuck me. <laughs> uh, next up is Angel Garza versus Drew Gulak. This goes off of um, what happened a couple of weeks ago with the yeah. thorn being shoved up the arse and the square goal last week. Uh, new music from Drew Gulak? For Drew Gulak? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't great, but... No. Drew, Drew Gulak's so good, though. He deserves so much better than getting fucking roses shoved up his ass. Yeah, like basically, um, basically, I'm saying basically a lot. I should really stop. Angel Garza unleashed a one-sided assault on Drew Gulak all the way to his victory, finishing off with a uh, wing clipper. I really yeah. like that move. A lot of people give it a stick. It's different to everyone else's. It it's kind of like a cross of um the fairy tale end and the champa does on the with those peak, isn't it? Yeah. It, it does look very different. It doesn't doesn't look very effective, but it looks different. I mean, if you say you weren't like a fit and healthy person like them who but train then it, every day, about it, it compacts your neck, doesn't it? So it's probably hair, like it'll compact your ribs. Your stomach will be like folded. Yeah, and yeah, it it would hurt. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'm not arguing that. Uh, yeah, basically, if it. Garza fulfills his threat of just shoving a rose down Gulak's throat. Yeah, it, it feels. Which he said specifically last week or today or on this uh, last week it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, it, it's it's weird. Like I saw something on um, I think it was Brian Alvarez said that actually. Uh, that even though they're portraying Garza as like a heel in the Thunderdome, they're trying to get the fans to cheer him. If he's meant to be uh, whatever Lothario they've decided to call him, yeah, like why? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, we don't all look like him, okay? We're jealous. We don't like I, him. <laughs> the, the thing is, I I get I get why why they're doing that. They they they're trying to get him to like be the new Eddie Guerrero. They they're, they're trying to get him to channel like the Latino heat gimmick. I get that. He, he reminds me of Eddie. He does. But the difference with Eddie and Angel Garza is Eddie's kind of like love from the fans came naturally. And it's he. Eddie was naturally. over. Eddie was also over before the well, Latino heat. Stuff yeah. I, I, think, I think Angel Garza was getting over when he was like doing the like ripping the pants off in NXT and stuff like that. But it was just a, they called him up. They called him up too quick, I thought. And then yeah. they was put him that. Was he not a cruiserweight champ at some point too? You lost him. You watched them lose the cruiserweight title. Yeah, aye. I thought I did. Was I was there live. Variety? I was there live, aye. Yeah, Troy, Troy's on the network. So am I, but yeah, it's just before the main event. You just see my head behind commentary. Just like Aaron Jr. 
Yeah, I, you, you, can, you can see me speaking to Courtney like, look up, look at commentary. Why? Just look. Trust me. There's a massive camera shining in our face. <laughs> um, anyway, our truth backstage. Um, I, I've, I didn't write much for this. Just, um, Yeah, he, he's basically doing the same thing where he thinks that the, the world title is the 24-7 title. He gets confused about it. Um, lesson. Old age. Um, he thinks his open challenge is for his <laughs> title, even though it's always open. So. Yeah, and then Kevin's like, no, 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 it's for Bobby Lashley's not. She's like relieved. And in the background, you see Akira Tazawa like stealthing his way behind R-Truth and he just rolls R-Truth up. And Honestly. Shouts, it's my championship now. And R-Truth doesn't, he doesn't have to, it looks like R-Truth like has given up as well. Because he just, instead of chasing him, he just sits there, I'm so tired. <laughs> well, Commentary mention it as well. Like that's the longest reign there's been with that title. Yeah, because they, just... they just constantly change it every week, and I think Artrus held that for maybe a solid month. I feel like that's okay. Yeah. To Riddick assume. Moss had it for a while, didn't he? Yeah. How long ago was that though? <laughs> it's like sixty-four years, mate. <laughs> it's been a long time. Um, we'll get to the next match, which is Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton. Uh, I enjoyed this. Yeah, um, solid match. Uh, Riddle comes out on his scooter, jamming to Orton's music. Didn't uh, enjoy or- that. Orton disagrees completely with that. <laughs> Orton's all serious mode and just hating that Riddle's jamming. Yeah. Uh, Basically, one week after Randy Orton decided to RKO the New Day, Xavier was distracted the Viper by playing his trombone Francesca, paved the way for Kobe Kingston to overcome WWE's apex predator with the quick pin. Um, yeah. It was, but it, I've, I've skimmed over that like it was a quick match. It wasn't fast, fast for a weekly show, for a Raw anyway. Yeah, it was It was quite back and forth. Uh, it didn't. It didn't ever feel and what what's like kind of annoying with the way they've portrayed Kofi Kingston since he lost the title is when when like a lot when you usually get like an a former world champion the they're still like kind of held in the regard that oh yeah they can still hold their own with other world champions whereas Kofi since he's lost the title hasn't always been that way and this was like an example he's been, where he's been put back in the tag division. He's literally just been put that's, back. Exactly that's where literally what's happened, yeah. Which, I mean, it's fine. Kofi's a fantastic tag team wrestler, but at the same time, like, do do more with presenting them as still being, like, a former world champion, even if you just mention it on commentary and go, oh, yeah, Kofi's, like, an established talent because he's a former world champ. No, it's keep not. Him, keep him in that upper, like, but, yeah. mid card, but, like most former world champs are. Yeah, and the thing is, New Day could quite easily have been like a made event level faction. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, they don't need to be in the world title picture. They don't need to be constantly challenging for the world title. But the quality of matches they were having with like guys like the Usos, they could have made event at the pay per view. Yeah. Quite easily. Um, but yeah, like it, it, it felt, it was weird because it never felt like, Kofi was a real threat to Orton even though he's beaten Orton multiple times in the past the way they were portraying this was well, like, was that Kofi wasn't a threat and then obviously he won by like 
a distraction because Wood started there playing Francesca and, and Orton got distracted and then well, Kofi just rolled him up. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, it was a it was a fun match. It was it. Uh, I would have raw. Fun raw. Fun raw is how we should yeah. dictate that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I would have, I would have rather it was a little less one-sided. Yeah, but that's just me. Um, after the match, a frustrated Riddle uh, shoved Woods as Orton left because he was going on Orton's side. Really, he didn't agree with the finish, basically. Which, to be fair, Riddle yeah. for once I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, but I'm glad uh, the Kofi fair play to. Um, I've got I've got as my next note for the next part. Uh, Eva Marie is like a penis, pink in the head, and sometimes wears latex. <laughs> next. Uh, <laughs> uh, basically, we've got a women's tag team title match. Well, we've got all women in the office with Dana being a shape bag and Dana, Mandy, Charlotte, aye, all that pish. A lot of crying and arguing. Again, they're meant to be baby faces, but they've been portrayed. That why would you want to cheer for them? Uh, Mandy Rose, I don't mind. It's Dana Britt that does my tits in. But the way they've the way they've been um, portrayed the last couple of weeks, they've just they've just been assholes. They've ridiculed Jackson Baszler, which, in fairness, I I get it because they've done the exact same. It's a bit of revenge, but then they continuously do it not to them until like Mm. Lana and Naomi and yeah, they're just like mean girls, but they're meant to be faces. Like what? What are you doing? Like I don't know. Don't think they know to be honest. No, top tweeners. That's what they are. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Next match: women's tag team. Championships as uh, Jackson Baszler defend their titles against Natalia and Tamina. Um, uh, basically, in the title rematch between WWE Women's Tag Team Champs uh, and their opponents, uh, Strange Flames suddenly emerged from the turnbuckle closest to an interfering Reginald, sent him flying to the ringside floor in pain. So basically, he just goes flying in the corner. Into the barricade, a flame appears as uh, the commotion allowed the title holders to reign supreme with the heart attack. Well, the new champions, yeah. Tamina and Natalia. Don't worry, uh, though, mate. We're getting this match again on a uh, Raw this week. Dinner. Um. So lucky, I know. Oh, can't um, wait. Honestly, the rematch it, of the rematch. Are you it's ready? Not, it's not like WWE to like plug a dead horse is it but you know it was dead for the get go mate <laughs> yeah I, I I mean it had it, a gammy leg at the start <laughs> yeah I, I mean I'd, I've not minded the matches these guys have had because they've got good chemistry together Um, I, I'd rather the Alexa stuff wasn't happening with them and also I'd rather we didn't have the same match like literally five times in the last four months yeah, um, and that's, that's, exclu- that's excluding like any like multi-person matches and that as well. That's like literally just the, these two against each other. Yeah, it's it's wank. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there's one point in commentary during the match. Uh, 
I think it's uh, Vic. Uh, basically, Tamina is in the corner waiting for the tag. Baszler and I are in charge. Basically, he goes, Baszler took a step back from Tamina. It shows Shayna and Naya, even though they don't like her, they respect what she's capable of. Or they're just not wanting to get hit by her, maybe, in the corner. That could be it, mate. That, that, that could be it. No, that... <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't read into it too much at this point, mate. Oh, honest, this match annoyed me so much. <laughs> Yeah, at least the heart attack he hit was better than like the last time he hit it. Yeah, I'm all for that. That that first one was fucking garbage, to be fair though. So yeah, the bar um, wasn't high. Uh, Lily laughs a hell of a lot at the end as well. At the yeah. end of all of it, she laughs way too much. It carries on way too long. Getting a bit. Yeah. Uh, next match where Sheamus comes out crying about. Ricochet stealing clothes. Yeah. Yeah. That's how that happens. Yeah, um, we, we a, a pre-show match so bad we didn't even fucking talk about it on the backlash review. Yeah. And it's uh, not it's not an, anything to do with these two guys. It's just more the aftermath. Like the finish and the aftermath were just okay. Yeah. Basically, Ricochet is backstage. He says he doesn't care about winning the title. As he's having too much fun stealing clothes, basically. At least, at least he's having fun stealing a fella's hat and coat instead of winning a title. That's kind of ricochet to a fucking tea, isn't it? <laughs> Come on. Behave. <laughs> like, that. that's that's just ricochet on main roster, isn't it? Honestly, that's made me so depressed. I, I actually have started to hate ricochet because of how he's being shown on main roster. Like, I actually groan when he comes on TV. I was so excited when they signed him because I thought, fuck me, the amount of cool Jay, matches he can have here. Jamie as well. Obviously, he's an indie darling. He does yeah, lots and, and lots of shit that no one else can do. That's it. You've got a guy who's literally like a fucking video game character and you've got him stealing a coat and dabbing. And he was treated so well on NXT as well. Yeah. Like, he was a like, top guy in NXT. <laughs> Yeah. He got okay. called up too soon, to be fair, as well. Oh, because he could do them flips and things. That's mm. the only reason he got called up. He, he should have He should have probably had another six months in NXT. It was as but, soon as he lost the, the North American title, really, wasn't it? And he got called up. It was a bit pants. Did that woman ask the black one the Dusty Classic, didn't he? Against the uh, War Raiders, War... Aye. Uh, whatever you call them. Them. Had that many different names. I, Don't worry about it. Nah, it's fine. Uh, basically, uh, Ricochet fights in jeans now, as we found out at Backlash, but we didn't talk about. Yeah, we just I, gave I, up I, with costume work to for him. Yeah, I, I don't get that either. We've <laughs> just given up all hope on Ricochet. What has the world come to? Maybe the, that's the sad, why he's... the sad thing is he's just signed a new long term deal, hasn't he? Last year, so we've got four more years of this shit before we can actually <laughs> maybe see Ricochet doing some cool stuff again. Maybe he's stealing like Seamus's clothes to try get a gimmick now. Maybe that's, yeah, that's why, he's, why he's wearing jeans because he's gonna steal. He's gonna he's gonna slowly become the new Godfather, isn't he? He's gonna steal Seamus' yeah. hat and jacket. Aye, in his backstage bit, he put on an Irish accent too. See, it's all planned out. He's done it. 
He's he's worried. Fucking hate him. Anyway, uh, basically, the do, 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 do. at WrestleMania Backlash, United States champ Sheamus overcame Ricochet without putting the title on the line. That didn't stop his defeated opponent from walking out with the Celtic Warriors hat and coat and mock defiance. Uh, although Ricochet took the title holder to the limit in the Raw rematch 24 hours later, Sheamus emerged victorious with a broke kick. Not a lot happened in this match, so... No, it was better than the Backlash match, but that's the ball did, really wasn't high. Uh, did, did you watch it? I, I came in like halfway through and ah. was like... Oh, is... oh, okay. I mean, yeah, it wasn't like, announced before the show either because it was an open... No, challenge. Sheamus came out and did an open challenge and then... Yeah. Oh, um, shit. I've just realised what they're going to do with Ricochet doing the Irish Jacksons. Come on, Rick O'Shea. They, yeah, they are, aren't they? They, they, they started it because he said it. He said it on that segment. Uh, yeah, he literally I know, I know. said Rick O'Shea. I know. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention to the segment, mate. I'm not going to lie. It's all right, mate. I've got you covered for this it, shit. It was bits. one. Of, it was one of the bits. Like as soon as he started talking in a fake Irish accent, I just shut off. I was like, no. Yeah, he, he legit. He legit said it on that part. Christ it alive! Like, it, it got a bit depressing, basically. But... I mean, I mean, they they've got Apollo doing a black Nigerian accent, so why not have Ricochet just start randomly doing a black Irish accent? Yeah, I, why not? Um. This is the first of many people during the night that challenge that say they may go accept the open challenge where it's Mason T bar. Um, they talk a lot of dribble, I don't know, just shite, but they do say, Oh, we might they need to repay the favor, we might accept it. One of us, it's all on the flip of a coin. I, I... Uh, I got kind of excited that we were going to get T-Bar versus Bobby Lashley, to be fair. Did you? Yeah, that would have been a pretty good hoss fight. It's just raw just now. Like They don't give anyone time to do much, so it's a bit worrying. It, That's all. It's literally... It, it, there's no like, direction to anything, is there? No. They're just doing it week by week and hoping for the best. Yeah. I mean, at yeah. least SmackDown, fucking hell, at least, at least SmackDown's like announcing a match like a week prior. So we've got something to get us excited for the following week. We're, we've literally got nothing for this week. No. Or the following week. Um, next match, uh, if you missed it a couple of weeks back, it's all right, you're getting it again. Asuka versus Charlotte Flair. Yay. Yay. Uh, fresh off winning... Fresh off retaining the Raw Women's title uh, against Asuka and Charlotte. Rhea Ripley got a ringside seat to watch them press. Impress? Why did I say that funny? That was pure Scottish coming at me there. Impress. Take on the Queen. Uh, the Nightmare decided to mess with Charlotte and threw her off her game enough for Asuka to claim the pin as her opponent was attempting to lock in the figure eight leg lock. It's sad, isn't it? That Oh, first of all, this is like, was identical to the match that Charlotte and Asker had like a couple of weeks ago. Yep. Even exactly. down to the fucking interference from Rhea, it was identical. Sorry. Secondly, so she was sitting on the other side of the ring this time. Oh, she was on commentary side. So, <laughs> so it was a mirror image then. Fine. Mirror mode. Um, <laughs> your favourite. 
Um, <laughs> get you crying on that later. Um, but yeah, like also, it's so damaging to ask her that she just can't fucking pick up a clean win over Charlotte Flair. Yeah. They've wrestled each other so many times. I literally don't think I can think of a time that Asuka's beat a clean. No. I've... It's either been she's lost where she shouldn't have lost or Charlotte's lost because somebody's interfered. Or it's just shenanigans of some sort. Yeah. It's pish, isn't it? <laughs> remember NXT Asuka, mate? I remember NXT Asuka. I remember when she first got called up and it was great as well. Yeah. Um, Leo was because Asuka uh, kicked them out of the fucking company. Aye, exactly. Next <laughs> <laughs> um, match. Uh, nothing said. Sorry, before the match, uh, Morrison backstage. Is he a zombie because he got eaten alive the night before? I'm unsure. Um, he also talks like the Miz is dead. Like, I get it because he got eaten, but did he though? I mean, it, I mean that match was career suicide. Let's be honest. Well, for Damian Priest, this match is career suicide <laughs> because <laughs> nothing says a great rematch like a lumberjack. Match without the zombie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also on his on Priest's little sidebar before the match starts, hangs with Bad Bunny. Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't need the world title, and does he? Because he hangs with Bad Bunny. He just hangs with Bad Bunny. Uh, that's all it said. It's... I mean, I'd like to be mates with Bad Bunny. He seems like a cool guy, but if you're a wrestler, I'd, I'd like to think you've got fucking. More than that, as a career-defining moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, Nikki Cross is casually back as well um, as a lumberjack or a lumberjill, as she states on Twitter. Yeah. Um, she was away for so long because she was doing uh, university work. She oh, was, was she? Yeah. No, it was the cornea that told me about it, so... That's why she was away so long while she was doing like actual work. She so. she looked really good to be fair. Yeah, she, looked... she, has, she hasn't missed a I say missed a beat. Our character sort of changed over the years, ain't it? But, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Good to see good to see her back. Um that's for sure. And also Graves doesn't even care about the Miz because he goes, Miz hasn't answered my text. Do you think Maurice is all right? Pervert. <laughs> not not like him to fucking try and fucking get it with someone else's uh, missus is it Ooh. Ooh. get out of character that Cody come on you're better than this uh, on, on to the match uh, Damien Priest and the Mrs. Wrestlemania Backlash Lumberjack match took a strange turn last night when the Lumberjacks turned out to be zombies woo despite the clammy of that frightening encounter though Damien Priest returned to Raw unscathed to overcome John Morrison with hit the lights and extremely hard-fought brackets. The, the, only, match. the only real talking point from this match, there was that cool suplex that Priest did, like, off the apron onto the Lumberjacks. But other than that, they did, like, a little tease that we're going to get a Viking Raiders versus T-Bar and Mace feud, which could be fun. When was this? When was the... They were stood next to each other at ringside and kept like staring each other down and like 
every time like one of them would get too close to the other, they kind of like have to stop and have a stare down. Okay. I didn't even notice that's how intrigued I was. It 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 could have even been like literally the two teams trying to get something for themselves. Yeah. Just try to do little things basically. Yeah. Uh, at one point Nikki Cross throws John Morrison back in the ring after running it and she goes absolute mental for it. Um the match does finish because Tozawa's thrown in the ring and then there's lots of parkour happening outside. Yeah, parkour. Uh, and then they hit the lights off the distraction for the win. The fact that it needs to be a distraction is pretty depressing, that's, ain't it? That's <laughs> one of my biggest criticisms of WWE like as a whole this week because they did the same thing on NXT and they've done the same thing on... Um, on what was the other show, SmackDown as well. Yeah. Where there was too many baby faces relying on outside interference or distraction to win. The baby faces should not be relying on that. Like no, not at all. I, I get it with like the new day. Because Fine. a tag team. And yes. it's usually yeah, yeah, and it's usually it's usually Woods or Kofi doing something funny to distract the other guy. My issue is Priest is the bigger man in this. He shouldn't yeah. be getting roll-ups. <laughs> Pre- Priest should be getting booked like a fucking killer. Like he was in NXT. Developmental to main roster, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on to the well, their segment beforehand. Uh, Shelton backstage says he's, he might accept the open challenge and then Cedric shows up he goes, no, you're too old. I'm going to be the one to do it. Your one was a fluke last week. Uh, and then Shelton just one punch to wee shite, basically. Yeah. And ran away. I say ran away, he just sort of wandered off. Yeah. Uh, and finally, on to the main event of Lashley's Open Challenge. Uh, basically, before anything even happens, just... New Day's music plays and it's Kofi. Woods is pointing away at Kofi Kingston that he's going to accept it and then... Kofi Mania 2, baby! Yeah, and although Kofi Kingston answered Bobby Lashley's open challenge, MVP dropped a bombshell right before the action started by stating at the last second that the contest was not for the WWE title. To be fair, they've done this very smartly. They didn't they say did. once it was for the title. No, they they said it was for an opportunity against Lashley all yeah. night. Which well done. Great. Well done. Yeah. I enjoyed that. I, yeah. I I'm, I, I like the fact as well that um one, we've got a fresh like challenger for Bobby Lashley is not fucking Drew again, because I they, they need to just take Drew away from the title picture for a bit. He's he's getting the He's getting to the point where WWE do this with a lot of their top baby faces, where they keep them around the title picture that long, that the fans are st- the fans start to resent it. No, I'm in agreement. Like I've I'm... seen, I've seen on Twitter and other social media, like people saying, "I just want Drew to get away from the title picture because I, I, I'm fed up of seeing him and Lashley all the time." And I, I like Drew. I like Drew a lot. I'd, I'd rather he went on and did something else for a bit because 
he'd lost the title. He's not been able to take it off Lashley. Let him go away for a couple of months, focus on something else. And then if they, if they want Drew to be the guy to take the belt off Lashley, which they probably do, they can at least give Lashley something fresh to do, give Drew something fresh to do, and then revisit, which is what they did in the first place with Lashley and Drew. They literally had a year. After them, like, initial match, they had almost a year where they didn't touch each other. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I was I was very happy to see someone other than Drew and Braun fucking answer this. <laughs> no, like, I'm Scottish, and even I'm agreeing. Like, I'm sick of seeing Drew yeah. constantly um, fighting. It's the same match. Um, but, basically, Xavier Woods begins to distract the almighty by playing his trombone again. Uh, as a result, the referee turned his attention towards Woods to eject him from ringside. Uh, when MVP attempted to take advantage of this distraction and hit Kofi with his cane, Drew McIntyre emerged to grab it away at the last side and strike Lashley with it instead. This paved the way for Kofi Kingston to score a non-title win over the WWE champion. I popped like crazy when Kofi won this much. Yeah. I was so... Like, because also... It's other than like Riddle um, in like February. I think it's like one of the only times Lashley's been pinned in the last 12 months. Oh. Um, Riddle won by like a roll-up. But every every other time Lashley's lost a match, it's, e- like it's either been by DQ or it's been in a tag match where he's not been pinned. Yeah. Or like yeah. The, the triple threat where he wasn't pinned as well. So Coat. Kofi's like one of the only guys who I've actually pinned Lashley in the last like 12 months so good for him I didn't um, even Jesus he, yeah and also like well, it was this wasn't like a one sided thing either like Lashley was bumping his ass off of Kofi at one point there was, yeah. a, there was Kofi got a grip considering as well he'd had a match already Kofi got a lot of offence in almost almost like to one degree you could say too much because I feel like they could have like done it where it, if Lashley was beating the shit out of Kofi and Kofi just managed to win because of the interference, then... I, I, th- I think it's all right with Kofi as well, though, because I think they just play it off as underestimating, basically, Kofi. Yeah, and Kofi, Kofi's over his shit anyway, so... Yeah, exactly. Like, I think they well, get away with that with him. I, I think that the reason I, the reason I say that is because then you've got the anticipation of when they're actually... Because now you'd assume Kofi's an unwanted contender because he's beat the champion. Yeah. So if they had have had it where he barely got any offense in and then rolled Lashley up, then you could do the whole story of, oh yeah, you're going to underestimate me and I'm going to beat you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought this um, this was a really fun match. Um, I'm very, very excited to see what happens with these two. I'm assuming they're probably going to have a match at Hell in a Cell. I but assume then, so. I, I don't want it to be in this cell, but I want to see. Yeah, but that, um, that's matches. that's the thing as well, though. Like they could have actually done Drew versus Lashley in Hell in a Cell. Like that could have been the fucking out. But then like, we would have cried about that still. So. We would have we would have <laughs> complained about it, but at the same time, it's it's the perfect feud ender. So if they were absolutely adamant on keeping Drew around, because Drew got in, Drew interfered. The call and Drew big D on Twitter now, which yeah, let's let's not let's. Come on, come on now. Yeah, don't don't think they realise the fucking innuendo there, do they? I think it's a British thing. 
it ain't the whole, the whole word tossed as well. It doesn't go very well no. down in Britain. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, it was it, it was raw, wasn't it? Like it's it's getting it's slight. It feels like it's slightly improving, but like that's that bar is not very high. Yeah, we, we've said this before where it slightly improves, but then it will just go back down again. Is the issue? Yeah. Like, we've said this um, numerous times. Yeah, but yeah, what were your highs and lows, mate? Um, I'd like to think that our high is the same in that main event. Absolutely. Yeah, that's fine. I, yeah, it was solid. Ma- raw match, anyway. Um, uh, what would be my low? My low was um, what I've I touched on before that too many baby faces were relying on interference to win matches. Um, yeah, I mean, okay. you literally had Kofi do it twice, Asuka do it, um, Tamina and Natalia do it. I'm, I'm pr- I, in fact, I'm pretty sure there wasn't a fucking finish which didn't end up in. in oh, sorry, I'm lying. Sheamus and Ricochet didn't end up in interference, but everything else on the show. Oh, yeah. Gaz and Gulak as well. But other than that, like AJ and Elias interference both Kobe matches interference um, just just too much repetition too much like and like obviously the, there's the repetition of us getting the same fucking matches every week but also the repetition and the finish in most of these matches was almost identical I hope you like fruit because we've had a lot of roll ups <laughs> <laughs> right well um yeah so we'll we'll go from from raw we'll go we'll go from like well having my low quickly was just a mistreatment sorry, of mate. ricochet just a mi- the play. whole mistreatment of ricochet fair play mate um yeah should we go from raw which is like getting a chippy of a chippy tea at four in the, or getting a shit kebab at four in the morning forgetting about it waking up the next day and eating it and being like Ugh. you to, woke up to it on your face <laughs> yeah to, to smack down where you're, where you're going out for like a nice nice lunch the following day well some of the losers having a fucking kebab stuck to the face um, let, let's do this because I, I enjoyed the show a lot um, so Smackdown starts a uh, Hot off the heels, which we we talked about ad nauseum on our uh, news podcast this week, me and Troy, uh, that WWE are introducing fans back um, July the 16th, if you didn't know, because they mentioned it a fucking lot. First is on sale next week. First is in the Toyota Center in Houston. It is. uh, And it's going to be a SmackDown as well, which Pat was fucking hyped for. Pat. Pat was in fucking rare form this week. He was. He was Why was it? He must have been on something this week because there was a few times where he went absolutely nuts. <laughs> this just Pat. He does it all the time. Oh, mental! Just he do, he's, It's just Pat. He's just a hype guy, and he's he's like what Mojo Rawley and Gronk should have been if they weren't annoying bastards. Fair, I okay. Because Pat's quite likable, I think. Even yeah. though, even though he's a fucking. Amazing heel. He's quite a likable guy. Um, so yeah, it starts off with uh, Sonia in the ring saying that Adam Pierce is out scouting. He's the boots on the ground scouting new locations. Was the actual phrase she used? 
Um, and then she says she introduced she thanks like all the, all the champions of the Thunderdome era, and she introduced the current champions. Um, so we've got like the women's tag champions on the stage. We've got the Mysterios. Um, she gets to Apollo, and before she can move on, Commander Aziz cuts her off. And then Apollo cuts a promo on all his guys saying he's going to destroy Big E, KO and Sammy. Because um, she actually says he'll be defending his Intercontinental title tonight. And Apollo says, says like basically says he's going to be retaining it. Um, and then she uh, she gets back to it. It kind of disrupted everything. She gets back to yeah. it, introduces Bianca, and then Roman gets a, se- a separate uh, in- introduction. And then yeah. he comes. Made my dun, my heart sad when that started playing because I love Roman's new music. Um, the thing is, when we were watching it, right, I was like, "Hold on, where is he?" So I'm just going, "Dun!" Now I'm thinking to myself, "Wait, it's not that music anymore. So I can't do it." Yeah. And then it happened. I was like, "Whoa!" Your fault. <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, Roman's old entrance music, it's like the shield music, and uh, Heyman comes out and says, This is a parade of title holders, and Roman is a champion. So we'll have a parade of champion later at Ro- at Roman's leisure. Um as Sonya's about to like move it along, Bailey interrupts and says, rightfully so, says that she carried WWE on her back and she was like the real star of the Thunderdome era, which no no arguments from me. Bailey no. was like absolutely one of the fucking stars of last year um, she runs down all the champions um, she, so she's like she says that Dominic say I've been there for like five minutes and Ray's been there too long uh, she she la- laughs at Natty and Tamina and then as she gets to Apollo and she Aziz she's like so Apollo and Aziz, Aziz how's it going guys <laughs> and Apollo and Aziz are probably like just grinning like idiots I'm like fucking brilliant I love it um, heels love heels it's great. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I just I just love the fact that Apollo and Aziz are like, yeah, Bailey's our girl. Because she's everyone's girl. She's the best. Uh, she then basically like starts running down Bianca, calls her out. Bianca walks to the ring and challenges Bailey to another match. Um before anything can happen, Bailey's like, I'll do it on my time. And then Shayna, Shayna Baszler attacks um Bianca. Um which I thought, because you only saw Shayna, I thought, oh my God, is Shayna going to be Bianca's next challenger? No, yeah. sadly not. No. Because um, then Natty and Tamina make the save. Nia's there too. Uh, they double team Tamina. And then we go to the break, come back, and we've got a six-woman tag match. Um, um, why? Why is Shayna and Nia attacking Bianca? That's my question. Because they healed me. But yeah, I, I do, I do see a point. Uh, they did bring up as well. It was the quarterly brand to brand imitational bollocks that they. Fuck off! Get that in the bin. Absolutely. Well, um, they're not women's tag champs anymore, so they can't be there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Something tells to. me they're probably going to win those t- titles back on Raw. Sadly. Um, um, just before you go into this fucking match, uh, someone was said just at the start on commentary. Yeah, we are the Heart Foundation won their first tag titles in Tampa, Florida as well. Yeah. Under the British Bulldogs. In 1987. Yeah. Nice little bit. I know. Which also absolute banger match still holds up today. 
it was quite weird that it was the British Bulldogs specifically. Like they're mentioning like Dynamite Kid as well. It's not often yeah. they do. Well, then it's them. It's more them mentioning mentioning it because of Davy, isn't it? Yeah, I, I know, but at the same time, <laughs> yeah, it's just weird. Yeah, Oof. <laughs> is, is is there is there a dark side of the ring on Dynamite Kid this season? Yes, think so. I thought yeah. I thought there was. I, I just when you said that, I was like, is there? Yeah, um, it's one of the second half ones. Speak, speaking of which, um, not that this is just getting a bit sidetracked, but there was there was advertisements for an A and E. Ultimate Warrior special, which looks like it's very, very much revisionist history. Um, it will be. It's airing the same week as the Dark Side of the Ring on Ultimate Warrior. So, oh. that's, that's going to oh. be like fucking night and day, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> fucking hell. It's going to be WWE going, oh, Warrior was such a good man. And it's going to be Dark Side of the Ring going, yeah, what he was a piece of shit. <laughs> if you, if you signed up for a couple of grand to go to the Ultimate Warrior School, he would tell you that you're shy and you weren't allowed to come in. <laughs> yeah, that's not even the worst part. <laughs> oh yeah. But anyway, uh, le- less about that piece of shit, um, and uh, let's talk about this uh, this exhilarating six women's tag match. To be fair, it wasn't terrible. Um, it was it was quite fun. It was just a bit, yeah. At the same time, yeah. Um, it was just a typical like I, let's lumber feel, all the women together, basically. I, I I enjoyed the match. I feel like I was a little bit like I I was, I was a little bit kind of uh, about it because it's something we've seen so often. Like if it, if we hadn't if we hadn't have seen this match like so frequently in the last like six weeks or some like variation of these six women together I probably would have been a lot more excited for it but it was a little bit a little bit turned um, yeah. turned down by the fact that uh, it's this whole it's this whole repeating matches isn't it it's just it yeah grinds. yeah it gets to the point where I just don't care um, so yeah the heels isolate to me early on um Natalia tags in, heels do the exact same thing to her. Uh, Bianca tags in. Shayna goes for a kid through the clutch. Bianca fights out, hits a spine buster, and dives onto Bailey and uh, Nia, but hurts a knee. Um, I don't know if that was kayfabe or not because well, it, they didn't really no, focus on it for the rest of the match, did they? Yeah, no one goes to check up on her either. Mm. So no one goes to check up on her. And then later on in the match, she's sort of limping, but then. She gets the tag eventually, and then it seems yeah. to be fine after that. Yeah, it was weird. Um, because that as I say, the heels weren't working over her knee either. No. Um, so yeah, after a while of Bianca getting worked over, Tamina comes in, fires up on Bailey, um, the champs it like a double team move on Bailey. Um, and then Natalia goes for a sharpshooter, Shayna Blind tags in, saves Bailey from it. Um, we got chaos of everyone kind of just running in and like hitting moves on people. Um, Bailey ends up hitting the Bailey to belly on the floor on Bianca. And um, then Shayna, from like kind of all the distraction, manages to get the kid through the clutch on Natalia and uh, win the match for them. Right. Um, 
Yeah, and that that leads to us finding out that we're going to have another rematch next week on Raw. Oh, Yay! The rematch of the rematch. Let's go! Buzzing! Yay! Um, I couldn't care less. <laughs> the fact that it's on Raw as well. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like they've got an extra hour to fill or something. <laughs> Don't worry, mate. They'll fill that with replays. Um so we <laughs> we then get uh, Kayla interviewing Biggie, and um, this was really wrong by Biggie. Actually, he was talking about how all the guys he was fa- he was facing a future Hall of Famers and have uh, have like really kind of done a lot to establish themselves within the company, um, and it's down to him to kind of like carve out his own legacy now. And this is what he wanted uh, the chance, the opportunity to do. Um, and he says he's going to win the Intercontinental title for the third time tonight. Um, we then get a, another Alistair Black vignette, which was very, very good. Chapter uh, four. Chapter four, the beautiful pain. Um, uh, I, I still don't have a clue what's going on with these things, but... It, it, it feels like he's not necessarily like a cult leader, but it definitely it's definitely got that kind of vibe to it. I personally think he's played Far Cry 5 and he's basically just gone, oh, yes. Because he looks like the baddie from Far Cry 5 who's called the father. Oh, okay. And he, a lot of the stuff he's saying is kind of... On the lines. Okay. Or on yeah, the yeah. lines. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I do really enjoy it. Um, he basically says that his tattoos represent his father's lessons. Um, and it's time to separate the weak from the strong. It's time to cull the head. Um, it was it was quite cool. Like it, it shown him um, kind of like because obviously he sat there in a suit and he like takes his shirt off and he shows like all his tattoos, and it, it had like the the puppet like the shadow puppet thing of someone getting a tattoo, which looked really cool as well. well. I had, was it was not like someone chiseling the tattoo into. Yeah, it was like it was, the proper like. It was quite cool. Yeah, I yeah, that. I. I I really enjoy the presentation of these things, um, and I'm excited to see what what comes next. More on that later. More on that uh, later. <laughs> so um, we then get uh, King Corbin versus King Nakamura. Um, what's up, mate? Just this repetition this. again. Aye, I, I, I'm all. I, I want to like Nakamura. I really do. I used to. But I can't. <laughs> I, I'm actually quite enjoying this, to be honest. I I, I thought it was quite fun. Um, so he's shown clips from Nakamura's Instagram where he's been basically doing everything with the crown, or like he's been driving around his his home, his uh, town where he lives. Yeah, show there was one where he was like making coffee and sitting in a throne drinking coffee. Uh, he had a pit, just a picture of him holding his cat with the crown on. Um, Corbin's cut a promo says. He's a real king and he's got dogs of war. I hope we don't get that fucking faction back. Um, and that he'll, uh, he'll take, he says Nakamura's got a stupid fat cat and that he's going to take back his crown. Uh, he's interrupted by Rick Boogs. Rick um, Boogs has changed again. Well, wasn't it's a different it? Different name again. Didn't he change it to Rick Boogs, but they just changed the spelling of it now? I'm sure it was like Rick Boogan or something. It was Eric Bugenhagen. That was the first like, one, and it shortened it. Which they should have absolutely kept, because that's a, fu- a fucking great name. Um, 
he he says he's Rick Boogs B double O G S, which I was like, yeah, that's fucking brilliant. Um, should have had his head there. Telling you, he should have had a Z there. That would have just added the edginess. He's got a flying V guitar, and he starts just shredding the shit out of it. It's like it's like upgraded Elias. Um, <laughs> and, um, he starts. He basically plays Nakamura, which was so cool. I love this entrance. Um, and Pat absolutely lost his shit and started air guitar and a call, which yeah, was amazing. he went absolute nuts. Air guitar right in front of Michael Cole, stood up, and he was, like, thrusting in his face. Yeah, it was so good. <laughs> I, loved, I loved as well. Um, like, he kept saying shit about uh, about Boogs, and then he's got bad dude love Boogs. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> I, lo- I, I loved it. I thought it was so good. Um, do, so- do you know... Do you know how well Dogs of War is known? I literally had to Google who they were there. And I'm disappointed with myself. What, that it was the Forgotten Sons? No, Dogs of War, a wrestling stable in the Raw brand consisting of Ziggler, McIntyre and Strowman. Oh, shit, I forgot all about that. <laughs> maybe maybe I was trying to block it out. Um, <laughs> when they were, when they were fe- feud with the Hounds of Justice, yeah. Oh. God. Quickly moving on from that. Kids are crying, mate. Um, yeah. yeah, the the match itself, uh, both men trade strikes, uh, Corbin catches a kick and hits a power bomb, which looks cool. Um, Cor- Corbin did good vibrations on Shinsuke as well. And it was yeah. like the most dickheadish way of doing it. It was so good. Um, say, what, say what you will about Corbin. I don't think he gets enough credit sometimes of like, how much of an asshole he can be. No, he's a good heel. I'll give him it. He's always yeah. been a good heel. Like, even though it, a lot of people go, oh, it's go away heat. It's not. That's how a real heel is meant to be. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, he's a proper heel. Like, it, it might have been go away heat when, heat when he was Constable Corbin and it was just like, all right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was trite, but... Because he was, he was there all the time. But now, the way they use him, I think he's really... It's really good. Um... Ditch the King thing, just have him be like a fucking like rich elitist guy because he's talking about like wearing like nice suits and expensive watches and all that. And he calls them timepieces, so you know he's a cunt. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, yeah, so uh, there's a bit on commentary. I don't know if you picked up on this where um, (laughs) Pat goes, What kind of a name is Books anyway? Um, Michael Cole goes, Oh, well, it's his surname. He goes, Oh, well, I'm sorry, Rick Books. Sorry about that, mother boobs. Uh, mother mother boobs. boobs. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> like you could see boobs had turned around and got in Pat's face. And it was like, oh, uh, I, I, I love it. And, he, and he, him go, <laughs> when Pat kept going, I, I, I just don't know. I'm, I'm sorry about this. I don't know how to handle myself. I didn't anticipate Shinsuke Nakamura and boobs being a thing. <laughs> like, yeah. Fucking hell. I, I love how much Pat loved that. I, I actually, it got me more excited because, because of Pat's like excitement for it. Um, so back to the match yeah, Nakamura hit like a weird modified backstab which looked pretty cool um, running near an STO for a two count uh, Corbin dodges the Kinshasa hits a high angle belly to back suplex um, he hits the deep six and gets a two count as he's arguing with the referee goes to set up at end of days and Boog starts playing Nakamura's music on the guitar um, no. Nakamura rolls out in small packages, come for the win. Do you me. think? Do you think, right? 
Rigby's could play the guitar before, or he specifically spent about three months learning that one little bit. I don't know, because <laughs> he definitely didn't tune his guitar before it. No, it was very... It was very out of tune. Yeah. But that being said, I'm pretty sure he was already a guitarist. Was he? I was just, it it would be a WWE thing to do because Elias obviously done it with an acoustic guitar as well. Mm. But again, Elias Elias was already like a musician before getting signed. Right, okay. Because that was like the kind of like his little niche that he carved out and then Rick Boogs has come and done it better. Right, okay. I mean, it would be a very WWE thing to do to just go. Yeah. Oh, also, don't you remember in NXT when he used to come out and like air guitars of the ring? Yeah. I, Because I, uh, Courtney was asking, who is he? I was like, oh, do you not remember that one time where he came out, air guitar and screeched as loud as he could? And he, to... was, he was like the most over thing in NXT for a week. And then he did fuck all with him. And then he changed his name. And then it was like, oh, man. And then he became Night Panther. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I I enjoyed this a lot. I I really like that pair, and I I hope that like I hope that Nakamura has boobs every week, just coming out and like playing them yeah. to the ring, playing guitar. I I was really nervous they were gonna have boobs turn on Nakamura, and like be yeah, it'd be like a swerve that Corbin had put in place. But I'm glad that I'm glad that he kind of like the the uh, because. The thing is, as soon as they get fans back, and if he's doing that, he's gonna be stupidly over. Yeah, because he's just he's just like so charismatic anyway, isn't he? And to put him with Nakamura, who's also yeah, ridiculously he's, charismatic, he's also playing the music that everyone sings along to. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's gonna go wild. It's gonna be wildly over and ridiculous. Yeah, I I, I really like that. Um, so then we go backstage. Uh, Jimmy Uso approaches Sonia and asks for a match with the Street Profits next week. Uh, Sonia says, oh, was Roman okay with that? And Jimmy's like, well, it's not Roman's decision to make. It's the Uso's decision. Um, and so then she books the match. Um, Does he not say, like, at the start, he wants, like, tag team gold with his brother? He says that, but he, sa- he says, I want tag team gold, but we haven't wrestled for a while, so first I want we want the smoke. Right, right. Okay, also, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's the first time we've had the Usos versus the Street Profits. So that's like yeah. a little dream match. It would be. Yeah. That that'd be a fucking banger. Um, provided there's no fuckery, which I think there's yeah. going to be a lot of fuckery. I was going to say it would be a banger, but there's going to be storytelling in it. It's probably um, gonna. It's probably gonna be Jay not showing up to the match because Roman wasn't happy about it. Yeah, um, it's going to be exactly that. So then after that, uh, my my fears are alleviated. Rome comes out with awesome music. Um, so what we're saying now is Paul Heyman's music is Roman Reigns' old music. Yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> in kayfabe. It works. It does work. Especially Heyman's like sort of like plodding to the ring. Yeah. Oh, Reigns has got his own music but he doesn't want anyone else to have it because it should only be his Yeah, that's fair oh hey man you're my second hand man you can have my second hand music Spe- his special counsel is um, <laughs> so yeah uh, we got um, just before 
uh, wrote like Roman starts his promo. We got Kevin Owens promo backstage. Um, Some of the banging lines in this. <laughs> this is a really good promo. Uh, so he says he's a prize fighter and he's going to powerbomb Sammy so hard they'll forget the word conspiracy. Give Big E a big L. Stunner Apollo a dozen times if he has to and then shove Commander Aziz's uh, shove the commander's thumb so far up his Aziz that he'll scratch the roof of his mouth with a Nigerian nail. <laughs> and that he's gonna so he's gonna good. yeah, and that he's gonna leave SmackDown a three-time IC champion. Uh, even though he said he didn't want to win it again because he's held it the exact same amount of times and the exact same amount of days as Owen Hart. Oh shit. Which is a which is a really nice little fact because it obviously Owen Hart's one of Kevin Owens' favorite wrestlers. Hence why he's called Owens. Kevin Owens. And his yeah. son's called Owen. Oh, there you go. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm glad I'm glad that Kevin Owens I'd be happy if Kevin Owens doesn't win it again if it means he gets that little accolade because it means if he just keeps him. that yeah yeah because he he said he said that a part of me doesn't want to win it because I've got this and I it 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 tied me to Owen Hart and it's cool to be to be fair Kevin Owens doesn't need the title anyway no he needs he needs something I think he, do, he doesn't need a title but, he just needs a rival like. Him and Zane, and theory could keep. I wouldn't, I wouldn't argue with it. Yeah, I wouldn't be against them um, in winning the universal title again at some point. I like actually winning a world title again. No. Having having a proper world title run where it's not yeah. like a heel run where he's a baby face that'd be pretty um, cool. Not not bring back a legend like Goldberg, say, and do him in within seventeen seconds. Nah, they wouldn't do that, mate. Nah, they wouldn't do that. No, never. Not, not, not in their nature, mate. It's not AEW that's bringing back all the fucking old times. Especially um, just before WrestleMania, yeah. No, never. No, no, they wouldn't no, I, that never. Would do that. Never. <laughs> <laughs> Christ. Um, so, yeah, Ro- Roman, um, anyway, back in the ring, Roman cuts. It's the parade of champion for Roman Reigns. Um, Roman says he's a humble man and he teaches his kids humility and he w- doesn't like to brag, especially on live TV. So he allows his, his special counsel to celebrate him. And I love I love the way that Heyman was like surprised by this. He's like, you're allowing me this honor? No. Um, thank you very much. Yeah. And he, he literally goes on to list all the things Rome has done in the last nine months. This was awesome. Um so he says he scared the fiend away from SmackDown. He um he made the mon he humanized the monster amongst men, Braun Strowman. Um, he baptised his cousin Jey Uso to fall in line um, he KO'd KO he retired Daniel Bryan he uh, hit Edge so hard with the chair that he was able to stack him um, smash him stack him pin him one two three list everything Roman does and he, uh, then he says and he beat he out grappled the wrestler's wrestler the best wrestler in the world Cesaro he beat him at his own game uh, so just blowing blowing smoke with Roman's ass for ages um, absolutely fantastic the way Heyman did this as he always does and then he says what else may I do for you Roman and Roman says bring me my cousin and Heyman starts shouting James Uso play Jimmy's music now <laughs> it, it was the fact that he shouted James Uso and you see Roman like chuckle I was like oh he's doing it again trying to pop the boys <laughs> I mean he did pop the boys That's he did pop shit. the boys I, I was 
it, it's like last week when he was doing the uh, ten bell salute, or the week before he was doing the ten bell salute, and you see Roman laugh. And I was like, oh, God. yeah, <laughs> so good, well done. Um, yeah, Cesaro, um, Cesaro's music hits instead. Uh, he comes when, out with, just, just yeah. when Cesaro comes out, uh, Roman goes, "Cut this bum's music! You're not my cousin." Yeah. <laughs> And uh, so interestingly, Cesaro's got his arm in a sling. Um, now, I don't know how much of this is real and how much of this is kayfabe, okay. because on Up, Up, Down, Down this week when they were playing Uno, Cesaro also had his arm in a sling. Keeping kayfabe alive, brother. Now, he could, he could be, it could very well be keeping kayfabe alive, but who knows? Hopefully he's all right. I, 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 mean, I imagine he would be. Looking at, hope, looking at do, some of the bumps that he was taking on that arm, he probably is fine. I, I do hope he's all right, but at the same time, please keep Kayfabe alive. It's just one yeah. of them, one of the only little times it would, that they do keep yeah. that alive. It's great. Yeah. It, it, would, it would w- be very... Just don't have WWE go, oh, um, yeah, Cesaro was medically cleared. He was medically cleared all along. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> So yeah, he comes out with his arm in a sling, and he said he's a, he's a he was looking for Seth Rollins and he couldn't find him, but he had this heard this annoying yapping, so he came out to see uh, Heyman like <laughs> to see Heyman basically just kissing Roman's ass. He challenges Roman to another match at Hell in a Cell, and Roman's basically like, "You don't, you don't want this. You don't you don't want another match against me. Look at the shape you're in now." Uh, before before Cesaro can actually make it to the ring because he's he's still walking. Um, Rollins attacks him. Um, ref pull him away. He manages, he manages to come back out, hits a stomp, walks away, and then hit, comes back and hits another stomp, and Cesaro gets stretched out. That, that um, first stomp was funny because he went on like the He inside. went the wrong side, didn't he? Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> it looked all right, though. It, it got away with it. It was just weird to see how he went on the inside for once. But yeah. each day um, on it. Yeah, we then we then go backstage and um, Mega Morant's asking Seth like why he just did what he did and Seth's like oh because Seth looks like a lunatic uh, and he says oh I, I blacked out um, and then as he's like trying to like justify it Cesaro gets is getting like stretched out away and he like runs over to the stretch and screams in Cesaro um, screams in like his face and saying look what look what you made me do look what you made me do and then like. He, it goes away, like, as Cesaro goes away, like, Seth, like, li- literally looks like he's holding back tears, like, as if he didn't want to do what he did. So, uh, yeah, but interesting little development for Seth that he's... Yeah, he's still keeping that, um, like, as um, saviour gimmick a little bit. Yeah. Like he doesn't want to do these things, but he has to. It, it's it's all, it's almost like it, it's almost like, though, now that he's starting to, like, the loss to Cesaro is getting to him so much that he's like losing control, which is like, really cool. Like there genuinely is someone else talking to him. <laughs> like, like he, like he's becoming unhinged and a lunatic fringe. Oh. And he's mate. What, what if he's got the ghost of Dean Ambrose in his head? He's, he's gonna whap out the wacky line at one point. Too. What, 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 <laughs> what, what if we, what if we've just got like force ghost Dean Ambrose just behind him? Fuck's sake. Oh, imagine, we, imagine we heard that music. Play. 
don't think we were late. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, I, I, I get the impression this is probably going to lead to Seth versus Cesaro in a Hell in a Cell match. Yeah, he's going to be Hell in a I mean, to be fair, it's going on that long, so it could well It's be. gone on long enough. Yeah, um, to justify it. Yeah, and even though Cesaro's won the two matches already, one he won by interference and then the other he won clean. Um, and it's it, it like I, I don't think it hurts Seth if he loses this feud in Hell in a Cell. No, because he's he's Seth Rollins. He's he's Seth Rollins. He's also heel Seth Rollins right now. So yeah, he's what he's he's the number two heel on SmackDown at the moment. Yeah, quite easily. Um, but yeah, it uh, I'd be I'm interested to see where they're going with this. That's for sure. Definitely compelling. Um. We then get uh, Dominic versus Bob Rude. Um, Rude says Dominic doesn't belong there. And um, and they have a match. Uh, um, just, Rude... just, just before the match. Uh, oh, sorry, it's not. It's during the match. My bad. Um, oh. Sorry, I just kind of read my notes, apparently. Uh, basically, Corey Graves, anyway, when a 619 is about to get hit. Corey Graves? Know, Corey Graves uh, is not on SmackDown, pal. Oh, why have I written Graves? Oh shit. Pat McAfee, pal. Oh shit. It Top. would be it would be McAfee then. Sorry. Fuck me, Aaron. What have you done here? Fuck. Anyway, Pat McAfee, anyway. He goes, six one. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Was that when was that when um was that when Dolph like got in the way? I think so, yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, Rude hits a suplex, goes for a second, Dominic rolls him up for a two, like kind of like the Dolph match that they had a few weeks ago. Uh, Rude tries for a superplex, Dominic fights out, hits a crossbody, uh, Rude blocks a tornado DDT, um, and Dominic fights out with another suplex, hits a crossbody. Um, he goes for the he goes for the six one nine on Rude. Dolph gets in the way. Uh, Ray pulls Dolph off the apron and then Dolph tries for a super kick. Ray dodges and swings his ankle into the steps and that pretty much takes Dolph out. Um, and among amongst all the commotion, Dominic hits a 619 and a frog splash on route to win. Um, that, that's Ziggler's weakness, his ankles. Because when he's in a ladder match, he kind of climb ladders for shit. That's his weakness, yeah. That's his weakness, his Just ankles. Yeah. <laughs> Not bad booking. No bad booking at all. Sure about that, pal. Um, so yeah, um, we then see backstage. Uh, Jay Uso's walking around. Um, Jimmy comes up to him and tells me got them a match with the Street Profits, and Jay isn't happy because he needs to tell Roman. And then back from the break, Jay tells Roman about it, um, and Roman says that Jay's being selfish, and that because Jay refers to the Usos as we, and uh, Roman's like, "Well, the, the only we is me and you, because we're the family." Um, yeah, I, 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 I think that Jay. I think prob- yeah, I think you've called it already, saying that he's not going to show up next week. Jay's not going to show up. Yeah. Jimmy's going to lose. Um, and yeah, it's sad because it's a really fun, it's a really good match on paper, and it's one I really want to see. Um, Street Profits then cut a really good promo on the Usos. Uh, Montez Ford does a fucking bang on impression of the Usos. Uh, I was absolutely howling with laughter when he was doing that. Yeah. 
because he just he literally nailed it. Like I was like, oh my god, he's absolutely hit this right on the head. Um. So yeah, um, at the end of the street profits say they this ain't paranoia. Uh, it's the street profits, and they want the smoke. Um, yeah, really good promo by the street profits. No, uh, that is solid. Uh, I didn't. I didn't pay much attention to what Dawkins was saying because I was laughing too much at Montez Ford's Jay Uso impression because it was fucking perfect. <laughs> to be fair, half the time you kind of understand Dawkins where he's just... Dawkins did like a little rap thing, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, fam. Yeah. Yeah, fam. If you haven't seen uh, Up, Up, Down, Down this week, there's a thing of the Street Profits, the Riot Squad and the party playing... Um, Jackbox playing some fibbage uh, and Dawkins has got four TVs in one room because he's a right. lunatic so watch all the sports mate fuck me he, he's got it he's got it set up like a proper sports bar like he's got like a big TV and then he's got two little ones next to it and uh, then he's okay. got a pro- then he's got a projector on the opposite wall because me. and it's just so he can watch all the basketball mate he loves basketball if you didn't know from his gear. Um, but yeah, fair play to him. <laughs> fair play to him. Uh, I, I just thought that was an interesting fact. Um, so yeah, uh, we see Sami Zayn getting ready for his match. Uh, Kayla tries to interview him and Sami cuts her off. Uh, he says, Kevin Owens said he wants him to forget the word conspiracy. He'll never forget about the conspiracy against him. And um, that his documentary is coming out soon and that he says tonight he's going to reclaim Intercontinental Championship and become the People's Champion again, um, or Champion of the People because he, he's not allowed to say People's Champion because oh, that's another fella. I um, can't do that. No. Yeah, and that leads us to the uh, four-way Intercontinental Title match. Which, oh my, what a match! Um, there was a lot going on. All this time. was a fucking great. <laughs> I really enjoyed this. I, I don't think it actually stopped. Like. There was, I think, one point no. where everyone was on the ground once. That was it. And even then, Apollo was like running over exactly. to the. Um, so yeah, the match itself uh, starts off with from the belt. Kevin and Sammy go like brawl outside the ring, um, and he and Apollo go back and forth within the ring. Um, Kevin Owens comes in, ends a Gory's biggie. Sammy then blindsides KO, starts choking KO on the ropes. Biggie pulls him over the top. Uh, Sammy over the top rope, beats him down, um, attacks Apollo within there as well, puts them both on the apron, hits a double splash on them both, and then Kevin Owens hits a big dive on them. They, uh, also, the like, the kind of like fluidity of this match, like yeah. it didn't stop, but everything fell perfectly into place. Like when Big E hit that splash, and he like kind of like as he's as he like landed on his feet and he's walking away, Kevin Owens hit the dive. Uh, so just the timing of everything was really good um, Apollo throws Big E into the steps Kevin Owens tries to then throw Apollo into them Apollo gets uh, Owens with them hits a moonsault on E and then Sammy blindsides him um, KO swans on Sammy Big E breaks it up uh, they end up trading blows Apollo then comes in uh, takes Kevin Owens out hits Big, uh, Big E with triple Germans and Kevin Owens breaks up the pin from that with a sent on Ben <laughs> breathe and back yeah. in the room. <laughs> that, that's literally that's literally what this match was like. That was like yeah. there, there was no time to breathe. Um, 
Sammy explodes his KO into the corner, misses a halluva kick, but dodges a stunner and then hits a Michinoku drive for a two. Um, Kevin Owens hits the Fisherman's Buster off the top rope onto Sammy. Apollo breaks up the pin and then um, he he get he somehow ends up on the apron. He manages to block Biggie's spear with like a knee. Um, and then Owens goes for a stunner on the apron and Apollo uh, throws him into the ring post, hits an apron, uh, Death Valley driver. And then as he's like kind of like smugly celebrating or I think he's about to go for a moonsault, isn't he? Biggie just comes from nowhere and spears him through the ropes. Yeah. Um, Biggie belly to bellies everyone. One point uh, goes for a splash. Sammy big boots him. Um, Ko then comes in, tries to pop a power bomb. Sammy Sammy jumps over, tries for a half and half suplex. Ko reverses it into an Ushigaroshi, which every time he hits that fucking Ushigaroshi on Sammy, he absolutely kills him with it. it is the, the way Sammy sails it is ridiculous. <laughs> that, there's, when Kevin Owens does that to Sammy, and then on the other side, when whenever Sammy hits like a half and half suplex on Kevin, they both just land on the neck, and it's like, what are you doing, you lunatics? Um, yeah, he just he stays in the position when he's landing on the floor. Is madness. Yeah. Um, Apollo um, sets up Sammy for a T-bone suplex, um, and Biggie comes in. Uh, Germans Apollo as as he's hitting the move on Sammy. Um, KO then hits E with a foot frog splash for a two count. Uh, KO hits Sammy with a cannon, cannonball. James Big E into the corner onto Apollo and cannonballs both of them. Sammy then hits a half and a half suplex and a blue thunderbomb for a two count. Um, he gets Sammy up for the big bend. Then Kevin Owens super kicks both men and both men and then pop up power bombs Apollo. Uh, Sammy and Owens end up fighting on the floor. Uh, Owens throws Sammy into the timekeeper's area as he's getting back in the ring. Sammy pulls him down, hits a half and half suplex onto the floor, which looked absolutely horrible. Um, he like literally folded Kevin Owens up. Um, Sammy goes for a halluva kick on Apollo. Biggie intercepts him, hits the STGO on him, um, and then a big ending on Apollo. Commander Aziz pulls E out the ring. He manages to fight him off, push him into the ring post. As he goes in the ring, the lights kind of like cut out, kind of like the fiend. Um, yeah, there's. It cut out and then there was a weird like white light coming. Yeah. So they they cut out on the stage and then there's like a mask that is like a bright white light. Um and it was it was weird because it was on it was had like the dry ice as well, like Undertaker. And it had it was like on the it was it was there for so long. I was like genuinely like, what on earth is this? Like Yeah, it's like the white light was misleading. I would I wouldn't say misleading, but because it was shining in the camera directly, it seemed like the whole place was lit up. Yeah. It was strange, but yeah, there was a lot of dry ice as well, as you say. Yeah. Uh, look cool, though. Uh, Alistair Black emerges out of the uh, light. Um, and he comes and come, walks to the ring very casually. With his uh, one gammy eye. Yeah, he's got like a cane. He's got like cane eye now, hasn't he? Remember, his eye got popped it last year. Yeah, but when when he had it <laughs> when he had it last time, he just had like an all black contact, didn't he? Uh, it, it's semi healed now. That's what it is. Yeah, um, didn't hate it though. Uh, and oh, also, like to point out, Alistair Black is back wearing his old gear, which is something I was very happy about because yeah. I wasn't really a fan of the tights. It was a bit weird. Um, it's, it, 
you sort of because of all his tattoos and things, you sort of want him to show them all. Yeah, because especially when they're like integrating it into his character. Yeah. Like you, you need to show how many tattoos he's actually got. Um. So yeah, Biggie's kind of just staring Black down. Um. And then as Black gets into the ring, Apollo's grabbing Biggie's ankle so Biggie can't move, and Alistair Black just murders him with a black mash. Um. Absolutely kicked his fucking head off. It was good seeing that again, wasn't it? It was so good. Oh, mate. I, I absolutely popped like crazy for the ending of this show. Um, it was so good. Apollo Apollo pins Biggie and uh, retains the Intercontinental title. And Alistair Black just like smiles on the stage. Um, so a lot to take away from that. First off, that match was fantastic. It yeah. was absolutely brilliant. Um, could. Could have and probably should have been on a pay-per-view, but I'm not complaining. They give it away on TV. Um, and also, it looks like we're getting Alistair Black versus Big E, which, yeah, hook it up to my veins. I need that. That'll be fucking banging. Feed me it through a drip. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that'll, be a, that'll be an awesome feud. Um, I don't see... The only, the only issue I've got with it is I don't see Big E winning that feud. And I, I feel like I feel like with Biggie just losing the Intercontinental title, he kind of needs to win his next feud. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you on I, that one. I, I feel I feel I feel like both guys are kind of kind of in a can't lose situation here. So unless unless they literally have one match and then Biggie goes on to something else, which they probably will do. To be fair, I don't see this being like a long term thing. I feel, I see this being like a month program and then. Yeah. Alistair Black is going to set his sights on someone else and Big E is too. I wouldn't, the next person. wouldn't even be surprised if Alistair Black won money in the bank at this rate. Because it seems it seems like the it seems like they're going all in on him finally. I mean, I um, hope so. Yeah, I hope so. I'm not getting my hopes up. I was going to say, I wouldn't but go all in just yet. He's <laughs> at the moment based based on like the presentation of them based on the fact that they've literally had them go in and take out a guy that obviously the fans want to see being the guys at the throne Roman yeah. um it's it's definitely promising for Alistair um although if Roman's the champion it wouldn't make sense for a heel to win money in the bank um so maybe not but yeah uh, that was smack diddly down uh what were your highs and lows there um I think our highs should be the same again with the main event. It should be the main event. Yeah, it is the main event, yeah. Um, or um, at least seeing Alistair Black return. Yeah. Um, my law. <sighs> Don't you dare say boogs. I'm not saying boogs. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think Dom versus Rude. Yeah, I'm with you there, mate. It needs, it needs to stop, basically. It was a little bit pointless. Um, but yeah, it was a, it, I thought it was a really strong episode this SmackDown this week. Um, yeah, I quite enjoyed but, it, to be honest. I, I, I'm, I'm saying Dom vs. Rude is my low, mainly because the, there wasn't really anything else I was too upset about. No, um I think that John match of Nakamura and Corbin, I was just a bit meh with. But it was all right. Yeah, like you had stuff around it as well. Mm. So, 
they've got decent chemistry though with those two. So it's even if it's something you're not necessarily feeling, you know, you're gonna get an all right match out of the two of them. Yeah, at least. I, I um, just, it was just this week. I, I just. Ugh. I yeah, I'm I'm hoping they kind of, I'm I'm as I say, I'm hoping this leads to King of the Ring, with those two. Um, but I'm a, hoping it's gonna be a crown on a forklift match. Imagine if Money in the Bank was just a crown above the ring instead of the briefcase. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, 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 I'm hoping it's le- it leads to King of the Ring. Um, King of the Mountain match at Money in the Bank. Oh, give me a hook it up. <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah, Jeff Jarrett's in creative now, isn't he? Yep. <laughs> yep. Jeff Jarrett and Abyss bring Abyss back for one night just for a King of the Mountain match. Oh. Bring, bring Jarrett back just so he can go over in the King of the Mountain match. Do it, WWE. Put him, put him you, back heard here, you heard it here for. Yeah, the day of first, Jeff Jarrett's going to be the one to dethrone Roman Reigns as the Universal <laughs> Champion um, after winning in a King of the Mountain match. Um, Big Tasty is going to take so much joy in Mike, Michael Cole and Pat McAfee trying to figure out what a King of the Mountain match is. Um, it's going to be the best. Anyway, uh, that was Smack Diddly Down. As always, thank you for joining us. Um, let us know what you thought of both Raw and SmackDown on um, our social media over on Facebook, Untitled Wrestling Podcast, and uh, Discord and Twitter, Untitled Rest Pod. Also, you can find us on Twitch at Untitled Rest Pod. At time of recording, we record these things on a Saturday. Uh, you can join our Discord server and join our Saturday night gaming stream on Twitch. Uh, it's an open invitation. As long as you're on the Discord, you can be part of it. Um, or if you join the join in the Twitch comments as well, you can be a part of it. But it's easier on the Discord because you'll have to join it anyway. Um, but yeah, I've been Jay, joined by lovely Aaron. Been Excuse been me. on his best behaviour today. Um, no, we actually agreed on everything. Jesus, fuck. yeah. Um, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure it'll change later when we've got a bit more booze in us and we're playing Mario Kart. Hating each other. Lesson learned. Troy's instigator. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't go that far. Troy definitely wasn't instigating it on backlash. That was all you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, thanks for joining us, guys. We will see you next time. Bye. Last year, PWG had brought out their own range of necklaces and were shipping them to Scotland. They'd heard all about how they wanted independence. Fuck's sake. <laughs> and now a word from our sponsors. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Do you like wrestling? You wouldn't be here if you didn't. Check out topropebrewing.com, our very own Big Tasties brewery. They do a great deal of wrestling-themed beers, including Cold Stone Cream Austin Ice Cream Pale Ale and Papa Mango Mango Pale Ale also. They also do an array of t-shirts, masks, cans, and mini kegs. Check out toproadbrewing.com, or if you live in the Liverpool area, go to the Brew Tap in Bootle. And thatchface.com, where if you've got a minging beard, you can get beard balms, oils, and grooming kits. They also do apparel. If you put whatever you want in your basket, and then go, Aaron, where do you get your discount? You go into the promo code at the bottom, type in UWP20 for 20% off. And proceeds of your purchase do go to stick your cancer charities.
must love this podcast house and the Untitled Wrestling Podcast house. <laughs>